It's Wednesday, June 26, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are privileged to have Marcy Larson with us, and Marcy is the assistant of our international director and helps oversee a lot of the different aspects of our international adoption programs from compliance issues and communication with our accrediting entity, with communicating with our team, with making sure that our team is administratively ready and just is the engine behind everything that we do in intercountry adoption. But one of the things that she also does is she is sometimes the front lines with families that are interested in intercountry adoption by helping them explore options. So many times families will call us and they don't exactly know which country the Lord is calling them to, or they may just be open to intercountry adoption. They may feel that the Lord is leading them through this journey, but they really don't even really know where to start or where do they qualify. And so one of the things that we have that we give families uh, that's on our website, that's also in our informational packets is a quick look of our international programs. And these have the cost and the length of in-country travel and the the time times you have to travel in our country, the age you have to be, and all of those uh, qualifications and intricate details towards intercountry adoption. And so, Marcy, thanks for joining us, and just kind of talk through some of the frequently asked questions that you get from families about intercountry adoption, so that you can just help frame uh, people and help them get started on an international country adoption. Well, like Herbie said, I have the privilege of talking with families who are um, just kind of stepping out in faith and um, making a call to, to Lifeline to hear more about um, what adoption might look like for their family. And um, some some of the families that I speak with um, come and call us, and this is their first initial call. They haven't done um, a lot of looking into countries, and other families call, and, and they know that the Lord is really calling them to a specific country. Lifeline, we have 19 different international programs, and each of those countries looks pretty different from each other as far as the age of the children coming home, the process length, um, the travel time. And so when a family when a family calls and, and they're not sure where the Lord is calling them, um, I do like to go over a few things that kind of help us focus our, focus our time. And so that would be the age of the child that you um, feel called to adopt, if there's a certain age range, if you're open to a sibling group, um, how long you could be away from home and in-country traveling, and um, what medical special needs you might be open to. So every country looks different as far as those requirements goes and the children we see coming home from each country. in, in international adoption, one thing we see across the board is that children are going to come home with some degree of a special need, and and those needs don't necessarily look like what we consider special needs here in the states. And so we do see physical um, needs, so things like that might need to be corrected, orthopedic needs. We see um, developmental needs, but we also see um, children considered to have special needs because they're an older child or they're a part of a sibling group. Um, And so Lifeline's committed to children with special needs, whether they be a child with a a medical need, um, being an older child or a sibling group, because we know um, those children are harder to place. And that's really our heart um, is to, is to place those children. So lots of families come to me. They're not sure about medical needs. That's not something they've talked to before. So I would encourage families to pray through what that might look like with your family, um, what you guys feel called to, equipped to, to parent, um, and what that might look like in your family. Um, And then 
lots of questions about what travel looks like. How how can I make being away from home and in country for five or six weeks? How could I? How's that feasible for my family? Um, and so we kind of talk through options, what that could look like. Maybe one parent going home during part of that time, working remotely, and and really the value of of being in country for six weeks and what that means for your bonding and attachment with the child that you're adopting. Um, so those are those are definitely some frequently asked questions and kind of how I get started with families as we're talking through what adoption might look like for their family. Yeah, and so we mentioned this quick look at our international adoption programs. And if anyone would like to get that quick look, if you will go to our main website at lifelinechild.org, and then you will follow the adoption tab to enter country adoption, then you'll see all of these 19 countries that Marcy has talked about. And then there's a blue section. And the, uh, the, the option on the second row, the second option on the second row is quick looks. And if you will click on that, it actually will give you the most updated quick look that we have, which will have all the most updated fees, all the uh, most updated information. And so I know probably a lot of questions that you get, Marcy, are also related to the cost. And, and I know certainly tomorrow we're going to talk about financing your adoption, but probably a lot of people will ask you, why is intercountry adoption so expensive? So talk a little bit about what all of these fees go for, where the majority of these fees are, and why does intercountry adoption cost so much? Yeah, that's a great question. Definitely something that I, um, and frequently asked. So when we estimate the total um, amount of estimated fees, those are not just fees that are coming straight to Lifeline. Those are fees that are um, going to third-party expenses um, as well as your travel fees. So we've included everything, which gives families a really good idea of all the all the expenses they're going to face throughout their process. So little things like getting your marriage certificate, your fingerprints done, all of that can add up as those are a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there, and those really add up over time. Um, and then your travel expenses. Obviously, you need to travel and international travel can be um, expensive. And so all of that kind of is inclusive in, in the total estimated fees. Um, and so there's a lot of a lot of um, parts and, and bodies involved in an adoption. So not just Lifeline, but um, getting approvals from the state and from you know immigration and from the country. And so all of those um, approvals and um, paperwork, they do have fees associated with them. Um, and so that's kind of why we get the, the larger total. Um, but there are, like Herbie said, so many resources for families um, who are starting the process for in I know they'll go into greater detail on a further podcast. Yeah, and so one of the things, too, that uh, we would just encourage any family that looks at these quick looks is to realize that uh, you're not always comparing apples to apples, especially if you're just doing uh, kind of window shopping on the Internet, looking at fees. One of the things we really want to do is give you the highest estimation of fees that you could potentially expect. And so we're looking at travel times. We don't know when you'll travel. And so we're using travel expenses that are going to be the highest, not necessarily at the lower peak season. And so we want families to be ready um, for the worst case scenario on the fees. And, and really, that's part of where we go for our education is educating families on this is the this is what could be the worst case scenario so that you're prepared for the worst 
And uh, as we always say, prepare for the worst, knowing that, that, that you could experience hard things. But let's pray that the Lord would be gracious in all of those things as well. And so, you know, another thing, Marcy, is, is 19 programs. And even as people go to the website and they click on intercountry adoption, it can be overwhelming to look at all of these countries and, and, and really even trying to discern, okay, where does the Lord call me? And if I'm really open and I just know that the Lord's calling me to adopt internationally, uh, but there's all of these 19 options. One of the things you're telling us too is once you start to look at these the quick looks like your age or uh, the time and you can be away from home, the list of countries that you could potentially adopt from gets smaller. So let's talk about a scenario. So let's say I'm, for the sake of argument, I'm under 30 and I can't really be home more away from home more than two weeks on any given time. Talk through me a little bit about maybe countries you would steer me to and countries you'd steer me away from. Yeah, so... Based off of just your age and, and your travel um, kind of restrictions, India is going to be a program that sticks out to me right away. Um, they require you to be 25 years old, and in-country travel is only um, two weeks in-country. Um, also, programs um, that are a little bit more flexible and maybe one parent traveling um, for a part of the time would be Colombia, um, and then Hong Kong as well. Hong Kong has um, just five days in country. So those would be programs that kind of have shorter requirements and a younger um, age bracket. We do see programs that once you hit 30, that's kind of um, a, fa- a bracket in in the age requirement. And so if you're 30, there's going to be another kind of level or tier of, of um, countries available. Okay. So now I've had my 30th birthday and you know, one of the things is we really would like a child as young as possible. And no, we can't get an infant, but but we certainly would love to be as present as possible in the most formative years of our child. So I'm over 30. I'm looking for a child that's younger. I'm open to special needs. What what countries am I looking at? Yeah, so China sticks out to me right away. That's China. Um, they do require that parents are 30 years old, and that's where we can see children probably as young as 18 months um, on average coming home um, from China. Um, And then special needs in China range from minor correctable needs to um, more significant needs. We can see the full spectrum there. And then Haiti as well, um, we see that children can come home around the age of three or four um, from Haiti with um, what they call no pre-identified medical special needs. Okay, and then, you know, the... God has just laid on my heart that that uh, I want to be open. Obviously, if I have a biological child, there's no promise of what type of special medical need that child may have. And I'm I'm open to older children and sibling groups. Uh, obviously, the the whole chart almost opens up to me then. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we see a lot of children um, with more significant needs um, and sibling groups. Um, in, in all of our countries. And, and one thing when, when families are um, kind of open as, you know, open really to where the Lord's calling them and, and the child that he has for them, I encourage them to, to view the waiting children on our website. Um, that's where we're, we're advocating for, for children from all of our countries and really just an opportunity to pray over these children and pray over needs and sibling groups and kind of what the Lord has for your family. And, and sometimes that's a good direction. And um, even the Lord making it abundantly clear to families that maybe this is the sibling group that I'm supposed to pursue or, or having leading families to, to consider adopting something that they had not previously considered um, prior to that. So, 
families who are really open, I, I encourage them to view the waiting children as that can sometimes guide families to to um, the country or the child um, that the Lord has for them. Yeah, and I think the important thing to look at anytime we look at this quick look sheet or anytime we think about intercountry adoption is intercountry adoption is a journey. And that journey uh, comes like any journey with some peaks and it comes with some valleys. And uh, one of the things that we're trying to do with the quick look sheet is, you know, some of these questions may seem a bit irreverent, but we really want families to look and to, to, to study um, and more importantly, to get before the Lord and say, Lord, what have you called and equipped our family to? Now that's with no, that's without promises. We never know what will happen in life and life all always throw us a curveball. Uh, I like to say God is sovereign and in his sovereign plan, he obviously didn't tell us what was going to be around the corner so that we would sovereignly trust in him and that he would be our hope and our guide. So this quick look guide obviously is not the end all be all. It's not a promise sheet, but it certainly helps you on a starting place to know where has God called me and what countries uh, can I consider as God is leading us towards intercountry adoption? And so now, Marcy, just what's the next step? So I've gone through, I've identified a country. What would be the next step you would walk a family through? Yeah, the next step um, would be to fill out our free pre-application, which is found on our website. It's at lifelinechild.org slash apply. Um, and that is kind of the next step. It's, it's Five minutes, um, really quick, just ask for some general contact information, and then Lifeline shares um, our face statement and, and the heart behind what we do. And um, from there, we would connect you with a program director who would be able to share more specifically with you about um, the countries that you are um, interested in pursuing further. And that would kind of get us started on the application process, um, which would allow us to um, get started um, with your adoption. And so if you'll fill out that pre-application and maybe, you know, you've looked at the pre-app or the quick looks and you've done your pre-app and you're still not 100% sure what country you're going to go through and you've listened to this podcast, you know, this uh, sweet, intelligent voice that you're hearing of Marcy's will be glad to walk you through that. And so fill out a pre-app today and Marcy would be glad to set up a consultation with you to help you walk through this quick look. Uh, like we said, it can be daunting when you see 19 countries, but truthfully, once you start to work through it, you start to to see the Lord limiting you and, and sovereignly placing you where he would have you go. And so even if now you're interested in pursuing adoption through Lifeline, call us. You know, our goal is to support missional families in whatever way possible. And so actually this summer, we are offering $300 scholarships off the first agency's fee for families who are new to our international adoption programs. And so if you will enter in the code DEFEND, capital D-E-F-E-N-D, capital DEFEND, on your pre free pre-application we will qualify you for one of our $300 scholarships this summer. And we have had uh, donors who have graciously given, alumni family who have graciously given to be able to help drop the barrier just a little bit more for families that are adopting. Now, my, while $300 may seem like a drop in the bucket, we truly want to do anything that we can to make it more palatable and easier for families to adopt. And so please don't hesitate. Go to lifelinechild.org, download the quick look, and fill out a pre-app and talk to us about where the Lord may be leading you. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel for you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.